What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Ron Nick's Rundown. I am Ron, and yes, I'm doing this solo again. Nick is tending to some other business right now. But of course, I'm going to hold it down as we discuss a lot of things going on in NFL right now. Uh, definitely the, the game I just watched, the Bucks and the Bears. Obviously, I'll talk about the NBA Finals later on. But we got to definitely discuss what happened with the Bucks and the Bears tonight. Bears are now 4-1. and one. Of all the teams you would think of who would start 4-1 and one a season, the Bears is definitely not one of them on my mind. But it happened. The Bears are now four and one. They defeat the Bucks, twenty to nineteen. My biggest story today, obviously, my biggest moment of that game, obviously, Cairo Santos with the game-winning field goal with mid thirteen left. But obviously, the biggest story was how uncomfortable Tom Brady looks in this game, and he didn't even know if it was a third or fourth down on the last drive. For some reason, he thought it was fourth down on that on his final play, and for some, I don't, he for some reason he thought it was a third down, but then he holds up his four fingers, thinking it was fourth down. And someone had to tell him, you know, no, you are, the game is over. Which I'm pretty much stunned that Tom Brady does not know the difference between the two. And because he's done this uh, game-winning drive approach many, many times. And for him to not know what was a third or fourth down, that's definitely inexcusable on his part, period. But he did definitely take a lot of hits tonight. Eight hits this evening. I thought he took a lot more, to be honest with you. He had taken eight hits and he got sacked three times. Two of them by Khalil Mack. Uh, great job tonight by the Bears defense, making him uncomfortable all night long. And the Bears, like I said, we'll see how much, how long this will last. But they'll go on. They definitely go on to win the game. And like I said, they are now four and one on the season. Now let's talk about uh, the irresponsibility of a group of players from the Titans, real quick, man. I mean, the facility was closed on September 29th because they had positive tests after their game against the Vikings. Yes. They had to postpone their game against the Steelers and move it to another date. But the fact that they went on, a group of players went on in practice the day after is just inexcusable to me. Because now they have a total of 23 total cases in the last two weeks. And hopefully they'll get the game in on Tuesday against the Bills. They had to move the game to the Bills on Tuesday. We'll see if they get that in. I have no idea if it will happen. Just hopefully there'll be no more positive tests for Tennessee. I mean, that's, to me, like I said, a group of players that went to these workouts, I thought was a very selfish and awful move on their part. It was inexcusable. They know better. It's, it's not like it just happened. You have you have enough education to know by now that this virus is definitely a very serious thing. And I don't understand why you would even take that risk of working out in the first place. I thought it was a bad mistake on the Titans' part, when the players who decided to work out, it was bad on their part. And also, by the way, that Bills game, Bills and Chiefs that was supposed to be next Thursday will now be moved to Sunday because, of the, like I said, because of the Bills and Titans game will move to Tuesday if we get that game on Tuesday. Now, if there's more positive tests, the Bills and the Chiefs, that move will, that game will be moved back, excuse me, moved back to Thursday night. So, yeah, it's going to be, like I said, um, Tennessee Titans, man, uh, like I said, this is definitely a big learning lesson lesson for them and for everyone else around the league. You know, you can't mess up the season. You, you can't do anything to jeopardize the season. As far as I'm concerned, good on, good, they're very fortunate that the NFL didn't do anything any more harsh than that. But good on them. But but, but good on the league. But Tennessee yeah, and those players, man, you've got to get more, respons- more responsible than this. You have to be more responsible. Uh, another topic I want to discuss, Dwayne Haskins, man. Benched. 
not only as a he's not a backup he's a third quarterback yes the Washington football team decided to go with Kyle Allen as their starting quarterback for this week's game against the Rams Dwayne Haskins yes has been screwed I think uh, through uh, through his early start of his career so far Jay Gruden gets fired last year he had pretty much learned from other coaches and <laughs> and didn't really get much. I personally didn't have, to me, a real good development in his rookie year. Now, obviously, with COVID, every team pretty much did not have quite the opportunity like OTAs or didn't quite have the opportunity for us getting the workouts in or the reps to learn the offense more, um, unfortunately, with the new coaching staff. Of course, Dwayne Haskins starts four games. Uh, Ron Rivera pretty much has seen enough, especially I will say the, the game that I think hurt the most was definitely against the Browns a couple of weeks back when he had four turnovers. He had three picks and interception that turned into Browns points. Unfortunately, I mean, that you cannot do that in any game. But like I said, it is unfortunate for Dwayne Haskins. I think he deserved a little bit more time to start. I think four games was just way too early, way too early. And I think, like I said, it's just unfortunate that now he's not even, he's now the third quarterback. They decided that Alex Smith, who's come back from a very serious leg injury, and now all of a sudden he is now the backup quarterback, which is absolutely amazing to me. That, first of all, remarkable comeback story, first and foremost. But it's amazing to me how Washington now has the, pretty much has the, pretty much has the absolute confidence that Alex Smith is healthy enough to get back on the field. If things don't go well for Kyle Allen, it's going to be very, very interesting um, indeed. Uh, but yeah, but I'm definitely, like I said, it's going to be, it's been an absolute crazy NFL season so far. Uh, like I said, with, with COVID and like I say, hopefully things will get better soon. But I, I definitely want to talk about Dwayne Haskins. Um, like I said, hopefully he'll hold his head high. Hopefully things will get better for him. All right. A uh, couple other things. Let's see. Let's talk about some big games this week. Uh, some big, some of my big games this week. Uh, Eagles and Steelers will definitely be a big one this week. This will be the Steelers, obviously, their first game since their game was postponed last week. Uh, God, and let, goodness gracious, the Eagles of all teams, the Eagles. Oh, you know what? Before I get to the top games, there's something else I would need to address. Something that was well-deserved. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien definitely deserved to get, not deserved. Yeah, he, he deserved to get fired. I'm not happy that anyone loses their job, but he had it coming. I'm sorry. Bill O'Brien deserved to lose his job. I'm sorry. You don't trade one of the best receivers in the league. You do not give up your first round picks. <laughs> Let's see. DeAndre Hopkins. I'm sorry. DeAndre Hopkins. You don't trade DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. You don't do that. He's one of the best receivers in the league. And out of pure pettiness and some sort of beef you had with him, you decide to trade him away to the Cardinals. And believe me, the Cardinals are thankful to have him. Texans, like I said, Bill O'Brien, you screwed your team. You screwed that franchise big time. And, of course, the week of the game that they played against the Steelers, J.J. Watt, very, very upset with Bill O'Brien out of practice. Him and his players definitely revolted. I mean, obviously, they're not happy with Bill O'Brien, his coaching ability. Once you start losing enough games and once you, once you start losing some games, frustrations are going to happen. I mean, you put your body online each and every week. You are not going to, I mean, people are not trying to tank their season and putting their bodies online each and every week. It just doesn't make any sense to me. 
But like I said, Bill O'Brien. I'm sorry, he lost his. Like I said, he lost his job because of his error, because of pure pettiness and complete and let his beef with DeAndre Hopkins get the best of him. Also, trading away first and second round picks to the Dolphins, obviously uh, giving Larry Tunzel a big contract. Um, and the offensive line is not very good. Somebody, please, Houston Texans, please protect Deshaun Watson. Find a way to protect Deshaun Watson. Okay, please do that. Okay, <laughs> but anyway, some big games here coming up this week. Uh, Steelers hosting the Eagles. Like I said, the Steelers. This is their first game of the season. Their first, not first game of the season. First game since they've had to postpone their game against the Titans uh, due to the Tennessee Titans testing positive for COVID. Obviously, they'll go up against the Eagles, who found a way to beat the 49ers last week. And the Eagles, yes, one two and one in first place in NFC East. <laughs> That awful, awful NFC East. Yes, Steelers are a seven-point favorite in this game. I definitely see this game being a lot closer. Um, they definitely, we definitely will see what happens here. Both teams' uh, defensive fronts do, are actually pretty what doing pretty well. We want pretty much a couple of the top teams in sacks. Both off- offensive lines will have their hands full. But if I had to take, I had to decide who I trust in a in a in a final game, in, excuse me, to lead their team to victory. In a very close game, I will trust Ben Roethlisberger over Carson Wentz. And I'm telling you right now, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a much, much closer game. Uh, there definitely could be some good fans this week in Pittsburgh. So definitely see about that. Um, I don't expect this one to be close, but the fact that you have Joe Burrow against Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar Jackson, I know he's had a stomach ache. He's had a knee issue this week, but he is expected to be ready to go against the Bengals. Um, Joe Burrow getting his first win as a quarterback last week but he's got his hands full this week obviously against the Ravens and that defense is definitely going to be coming for him um Ravens are a 12 point favorite I definitely expect Lamar Jackson and the, to pretty much dominate the Bengals but, it, but just because the quarterback matchup alone I think it's gonna be great uh Colts and Browns yeah the Colts defense going against that Browns offense is going to be a very very good matchup and <laughs> the Browns man whoo that 49 points on the Cowboys uh, last week. I first of all shame on the Cowboys first and foremost for that. How do, I just don't understand how bad you how bad you are right now. The, the Cowboys should not be one and three right now. But, but let me let me go back to the Browns. Okay, <laughs> let me go back to the Browns. I'm definitely like what I'm seeing for the Browns right now. I know Nick Chubb right now is going to be out with the MCL injury, but I love what I saw last week. With Odell Beckham getting involved with his offense more. Thank you, Kevin Stefanski, for getting this dude involved. He had three total touchdowns on that against the Cowboys. Now, this week, obviously, they will face a far better defense with the Colts. This Colts defense, like I said, is a very, very good group. Um, I definitely think it's going to be a great matchup between both teams. I'd, let's see. I Let's see. The Browns. Oh, actually, no. Right now, it's pretty much it's even right now as far as the point spread. Pretty much a pick them at this point. Um I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think the, the, the Browns having a big game or this early in the season is definitely huge. But I definitely am ready to see this matchup with Phillip Rivers and Baker Mayfield. Like I keep saying before about the Browns, their run game is going to be very important. Kareem Hunt is now the man that's definitely going to be uh, the starter for this team while Chubb is out. I think Kareem Hunt, will, Kareem Hunt will obviously be up for the challenge. I think their run game is going to be big and will be very important um, for this offense going forward. Um, I'm not going to say Giants and Cowboys is a big game, but I mean, the fact that Jason Garrett was going to play against his former team in Dallas, they don't really have the group 
to beat the Cowboys. But if they can pull this off some somehow, some way, I think I'll just find it hilarious. But I'm just going to stick with the Cowboys, who are an eight and a half point favorite. <laughs> but all right, uh, Russell Wilson, of course, looking to extend his uh, extend the Seahawks record to five and zero when they go up against the Vikings this week. I think um, both teams' defense is not quite. I'll say the Vikings' defense to me is not so great. Uh, Seahawks defense. I know Jamal Adams will be out with a groin injury, so both defenses to me aren't so great. But I mean, if, obviously, I'm going to stick with Russell Wilson. Those guys going five and zero. They're a seven point favorite. I mean, come on, Russ is definitely out here. That definitely should be considered an MVP candidate this year. Uh, definitely is a, doing an amazing job. Um, I think, like I said, it's going to be. I think a good. I think it'll be a good one. Um, I think the Vikings, I think, will we'll keep it close. But I'm going to just give it to the Seahawks. And Russell Wilson is going to be, like I say, he's going to be lights out this week, especially against those Viking corner, those Vikings corners. He is going to light that Vikings defense up this week. Now, as far as Monday, uh, we do have two games Monday. Uh, the Patriots and Broncos, uh, that's another issue there. The Patriots have had Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore test positive for COVID-19. Um, hopefully, no more positive cases out of there. Um, but I, like I said, we're, that game has been moved to Monday. I'm not going to speculate if Cam Newton's going to be back for this game or not. But like I said, this game will happen on Monday. I know the Patriots definitely would love to have their start, have their players back. I know they don't want to start their season two and three. But like I said, I think they will be fine against this Broncos this Broncos team. The Broncos are definitely banged up all over the place. Um, I just don't see the Patriots losing the game this week. And of course... The Monday night game, Chargers and Saints in New Orleans. You have Justin Herbert. It is now his job. Um, I think, like I said, the Chargers offense just moves a lot better with Justin Herbert. They move much better. I hate the fact that it happened that it went down this way with Tyrod Taylor, um, a team doctor, unfortunately puncturing his lung as he was trying to help him with his rib injury. But he somehow took it. (laughs) Somehow. I don't understand how. You pretty much try to ruin Tyrod Taylor's career that way, puncturing his lung. Thank goodness that Tyrod Taylor is okay. But I'm, me personally, I think Herbert it should be the starter, um, period. It was going to happen eventually, but I definitely think Herbert is the guy for that job. As for the Saints, I don't know if Michael Thomas is coming back or not. I think the Saints will be okay. Uh, the Saints are 7.5 point favorite, but I think this game will be a close one as well. Um, Drew Brees in his offense, I think. Can still still can still move the ball down the field. I mean, you saw it last week. They scored five straight scoring drives against the Lions when they were down fourteen nothing. It was a great job by Drew Brees, and I think this team is going to be great as long as Alvin Kamara is on the field. This team will be at, Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees on the field. Excuse me. This team I think will be just fine on offense, but they definitely need Michael Thomas back at some point, who's right now been sitting with a high ankle sprain. And of course, we don't know if the Bills and Titans will happen on Tuesday, just as long as the Titans. Don't have any more positive tests, but if we do, it's gonna be a great matchup with Josh Allen, who's been playing absolutely well this so far this season. Um, but playing against the Titans, um, I think it'll be quite a, a challenge on the road. Definitely looking forward to seeing that matchup. Let's now talk about the Los Angeles Lakers, who can clinch their 17th NBA title, which would tie the Celtics for the most in NBA history. And obviously, LeBron James going for his fourth NBA title with his third different team. And the Lakers trying to win their first title in 10 years as they try to finish the NBA season tonight in Game 5 of the NBA Finals against the Miami Heat, which will not be easy. Obviously, the Heat will not go down without a fight. Jimmy Butler and these guys 
I think definitely have great confidence, but obviously with injuries with Goran Dragic, who I don't expect to play, obviously with a plan, with a plans to tear, it's just not going to happen. And Bam Adebayo, obviously with a neck and shoulder strain, um, they are definitely going to bring their best effort. But obviously the Lakers tonight, um, definitely going to try to wrap this up. Anthony Davis, like I said, he has to be the best player on the floor. He has to be, period. And far as NBA Finals MVP, if the if the Lakers clinch the, the title tonight, I think that NBA Finals MVP will go down to who will have the better performance between Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Like I said, I don't think either one of them really care who wins an MVP as long as they accomplish such a tough task this year in the bubble and definitely will cap off just a very long NBA season. Obviously, you know, with the deaths of David Stern and obviously a, a tough one with Kobe Bryant um, and obviously with Rudy Gobert being uh, pretty much testing positive for COVID, having to pause the NBA season, then everyone has to go down to the bubble. Obviously, then the postseason was put, was put on hold because the Bucks were protesting of the shooting of Jacob Blake. And somehow, some way, Kool-Aid has prevailed. Everyone decided to get back on track. And like I said, man, this has just been a crazy NBA season. Um, and like I said, much respect to all the players that's been playing this year. But um, the Lakers tonight, they definitely have an opportunity to win this game. But I think the X-Factors, in, in my opinion, will definitely have to be Ray John Rondo and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. I think those guys have to be the reserves. It's not the reserves, excuse me, the players that have to step up. Because obviously, like I said, I just don't have no faith, obviously, in, in Kyle Kuzma <laughs> as much as anybody else. Um, I think, like I said, I think the Lakers definitely can pull this off tonight. But like I said, the Heat, like I said, they're not going to go down without a fight. I won't be surprised if they actually sneak one and move this to a game six. But I definitely think the Lakers will win this game. I think the Lakers will wrap this up tonight, especially with those jerseys. They're definitely going to have a lot more, uh, obviously, with the the Mamba jerseys, the white Mamba jerseys, they're definitely going to find a way to win the game. They can't lose the game with, with those jerseys on. They have to win that game. And that's like, like I say, it's a lot more added pressure for them to wrap up their season and win the NBA title. Before I get out of here, I definitely want to say, uh, definitely shout out to uh, the Seattle Storm for winning the WNBA title. And man, Brianna Stewart, man, y'all better pay attention to her, man. That, that girl, that, excuse me, that woman can ball. Period. She can ball. Okay. <laughs> as simple as that. When you have a chance to watch the Seattle Storm play, Brianna Stewart is definitely the one to watch. And, and definitely thank, happy to see her back on the court after injuring her Achilles last year and being be able to come back and to help the Storm win the title in a bubble. Um, I think it was definitely a great story to watch. Um, and like I said, and thanks to the league for, for that league for doing an amazing job this year. Not only we're playing, but bringing in the social injustice as well. Um, also, t- before I go, definitely we'll talk about the MLB postseason. The Braves and the Dodgers are now happening in the NLCS, and it will happen at Arlington, Texas, at um, Global Life Field, which is I think is I think it's going to be a great series. I think both pitching, the pitching matchups have been great. Uh, neither team has lost in the postseason so far. Uh, and my most impressive one was definitely the Braves, man. I mean, Four out of five games, shutting out teams and four, shutting out teams in four out of five games, I think is very impressive. Um, the Houston Astros, uh, <laughs> despite the uh, the sign stealing um, scandal that they've had, the deal that they dealt with, talk about uh, talk about a team who definitely was very fortunate not to have fans this year 
in some of the ball some of the ballparks. It was definitely Houston Astros. <laughs> but Dusty Baker, good job for him keeping his team together and keeping, you know, George Springer, Jose Altuve and all these guys and keeping them going. And just completely do an amazing job. And they defeated the A's. They swept the A's today. Excuse me, last night. Excuse me, not last night. Yesterday. And they move on to the ALCS. But who's going to join them tonight? We will find out tonight. It will be the Yankees and the Rays. And as a Yankees fan, please, Garrett Cole, please have a great night. Have one of your better pitching performances of your career. <laughs> they are going up against Tyler Glasnow. It's going to be a great game at San Diego. Um, it's definitely going to be... Uh, like I said, a deciding game five that will decide who will play the Astros in the ALCS at Petco Park in San Diego. That will begin on Sunday and NLCS will begin on Monday. But all right, everyone, uh, thank you all for listening to Ron Nick's Rundown. I'm never happy to do all this this episode. I'm going to try to get back on here after the NFL games is on Sunday. We'll see how that goes. But thank you all for listening to Ron Nick's Rundown. Can we all listen to it next time?